Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, September 28th. Here are election 2020 updates from today's show. Number one. President Trump paid just 750 bucks in federal income taxes in 2016 and then the same amount in 2017, and he paid no taxes at all in several previous years. In a very significant story posted Sunday evening, the New York Times said it obtained tax return data for Trump and his businesses covering much of the last two decades. Trump has, of course, refused to release his tax returns, making him the only president in recent history to do so, and he went to the Supreme Court earlier this year to stop Congress and the Manhattan District Attorney from accessing them. The Times story shows what Trump would not, that the business empire he brags about has struggled with Keystone properties like the President's Doral Resort in Florida and his D.C. hotel steadily losing money. And in the next few years, Trump will be required to pay about $421 million in loans and other debts. The Times story says Trump is still fighting the IRS over a $72.9 million tax refund that he was granted in 2010. The IRS is trying to determine if that refund, granted after Trump claimed extensive business losses, was legitimate. If Trump loses that dispute, the paper says he could have to pay the government more than $100 million. In a news briefing at the White House, Trump called the Times story fake news, but he did not take issue with any specific details. Number two, Trump made it official on Saturday night. His nominee for the Supreme Court vacancy created by the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg is Amy Coney Barrett, the judge from Indiana. Trump reiterated on Sunday that he wants to, quote, terminate the 2010 Affordable Care Act that created an opening for Democrats. They've been grumbling that Trump's rushing the nomination of Barrett in hopes of improving his reelection chances and in preparation for a potential court fight over the results. But with little chance to block her confirmation, they're increasingly acknowledging that and turning instead to the practical question of how Barrett would rule in a case that the court is set to hear the week after election day. Democrats think Barrett could spell the end of the ACA's popular guarantee that insurers cannot deny coverage to people with pre-existing medical conditions. They hope that will motivate Democratic voters the same way it did in the 2018 midterms. Barrett has spoken and written in opposition to the Supreme Court's 2012 5-4 decision preserving the law against an initial constitutional challenge. Although candidates for the high court rarely spell out their views on specific cases during their confirmation hearings, both Republicans and Democrats expect that Barrett would vote to strike down the law in the current case given her past commentary. And a growing number of Democrats in the Senate have started announcing that they will refuse to even meet with Barrett at all. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer became the most prominent to do so on Sunday. He said he won't see her because, one, the process is illegitimate, and two, because she would overturn the ACA. Republicans have scheduled October 12th as the first day of the confirmation hearing for Barrett's nomination. Number three, of the 13 states where Joe Biden spent money on television ads last week, Hillary Clinton only won three of them in 2016. Minnesota, New Hampshire, and Nevada. Of the 12 places where Trump is spending money, all but Minnesota and Nevada are places he won in 2016. Biden has committed millions to advertising in Georgia and Iowa, where Trump won in 2016, while Trump's campaign continues to decrease his investment in other states, including New Hampshire and Michigan, as the candidates prepare for the first presidential debate on Tuesday night in Cleveland. 
Michael Shearer and Josh Dossie report today that the symbolic and strategic core of this race remains in the northern states of Wisconsin, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, a traditionally Democratic region where Clinton underperformed. But so far this year, Biden has maintained an apparent connection to white voters in these states and elsewhere that Clinton let slip away as she lost all those states but Minnesota. That connection has also boosted Biden's chances in states like Ohio and Iowa, which were long considered to be in Trump's quarter because he won them so convincingly in 2016. But public and private polling shows that's no longer the case. And a Washington Post-ABC News poll published on Sunday shows that Biden now leads Trump by 10 points nationally among likely voters. Trump has a lead of 55% to 42% among male likely voters, but Biden has an even larger advantage among female likely voters. In fact, it is the biggest gender gap we have ever recorded. 65% of women back Biden and 34% support Trump. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 every weekday morning wherever you get your podcasts. 